Thank you for joining us for our monthly Mission One podcast. Our topic this month, we're going to be talking about the Hibs Ministry Center, a building that's going to be constructed in Juarez, Mexico. I'm privileged today to have Steve Comfort with us. Steve, go ahead and say hi to everyone. Hello. Steve was a, a MVP coordinator back in the day. We call him Mission One Coordinator now for a number of years. And his fancy title now, he's going to be the project coordinator for um, again, the Hibs Ministry Center project there in Juarez, Mexico. But Steve, let's just give some back information. When were you first introduced to General Baptist and uh, our international mission work? Well, I was fortunate enough to go on a mission trip to Jamaica with a group from Liberty Hill. And uh, Johnny Hibbs was the missionary there. And while we were there, overheard Johnny mention about starting a work in El Paso. And uh, so I went to Johnny and asked him, and he said, yes, they're going to try to start a work in El Paso. And I said, well, I happen to be born and raised in El Paso, and my mother still lives there, and she loves mission work. If you would contact her, uh, she would be more than happy to help you. So that's uh, so. just shortly after that, Johnny made a trip to El Paso and, and uh, looked up my mother, and he soon became her number one son. So you you are you, you lost your number one status. Is that is that oh, a yeah. yeah, pretty quick. Those of you that would know remember Johnny uh, would have no trouble believing that. Uh Johnny uh, worked international missions as a assistant director, a missionary in Jamaica, uh Latin America coordinator, but he's most legendary for his driving in every one of the countries. So maybe we ought to name a driving school after him instead, Steve. What do you think about that? <laughs> That's true. He saved. He got a lot of people saved. A lot of people saved. They said that they didn't want to die without Jesus at that point. As far as we can, um, we're trying to come up with our, our dates. Early 2000, um, Jack Eberhardt was here in the uh, uh, Global Missions Department and wanted to um, start a new project called Tex-Mex. And what that was was the National Missions and International Missions was going to work together to start a work in Texas that could help move into um, to Mexico. And so uh, somewhere around uh, 2004, I think it was, Mike and Wendy Freeman um, went to move to Texas to start the River Church. Is that right? That is correct. And uh, uh, Mike and Wendy now have five children, I think, and I think all of them are married now, but back then they just had the two boys. Is that right? Tell us a little bit about that, Steve, when you first well, met them. They had, they had a house full of kids. They, uh, the boys were were quite young and and uh, and the girls were quite young too at that time. But Mike and Wendy started the river, and uh, uh, it was a pretty exciting time. And and some of their laymen and them actually started the church in Juarez. And uh, the gentleman and his wife, that's the pastor now, came out of the river church. I think that's it's amazing how God God takes our faith from us. Mike and Wendy. We're just able to be in Texas for, I think, two or three years and had to come back to um, Missouri. So the river um, at that location lasted for about two or three years, but the ministry of the River Church continues on through Pedro and Alita, doesn't it? Yes, they started in a little chain-link fenced under a lane two and would go over on Sunday afternoon and uh, hold a church service. And that progressed to building Alva Viva uh, just about a half a block up the up the dirt road, and uh, that's where that church was constructed at. So probably around uh, 2005, 2006, 
started taking teams to Mexico to build Aquaviva Church. Uh, yes. Tell us about those uh, early days of mission teams going to Juarez for us, Steve. Well, it was uh, pretty interesting. We There wasn't a lot of violence in Juarez at the time. It was pretty safe, and, and uh, but it was just uh, starting from the ground up. Uh, Mike and I and some more guys, we dug the water lines from uh, just up the main road and and teams come in from all over the country and and constructed that church and it still stands today and it's thriving today. It uh, they've got a a, a good congregation and uh, we've taken pianos, we've taken church pews from uh, here in Missouri that uh, uh, furnished inside of this church and uh, this the teams have laid blocks, teams have done the stucco work, uh, teams have. Uh, done the concrete work. Uh, they, they just, volunteer teams did it all. Yeah, it's neat. And that, so from about 2005 till somewhere around 2010, um, we averaged how many mission teams going into Mexico per year? About 8 to 10 was yeah, your fair statement? that'd be a conservative number, and 8 that, to 10 during the summer. Number, a number of uh, even youth youth groups. Oh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of youth. Yeah. And, and, of course, those of you that know history know around... 2010, 2009, 2010, 2011, uh, the drug cartel was very, very uh, active in Mexico. And so um, we, the administration here at the, at the time made the decision to pull missionaries out of there because it was so dangerous. But Pedro and Alita Casada, every Sunday, would go from El Paso, cross the border in the midst of all the violence, to still worship Jesus at Aquaviva Church. Exactly right. Um, you know, we all, we, uh, Steve, we, we all have those um, champions of the faith for us, and, and Pedro and Alita would be two of those people for me. Um, quite frankly, those of you that are listening, um, General Baptist would not be in Mexico today if it wasn't for the faithfulness of Pedro and Alita Casada. And Pedro, again, you said he's, has done a great work there. Um, it'd been a few years since you were at Aquaviva. You were there with us um earlier this year. Describe what that was like to go back to uh, that church and see how things are going now. Well, it was, it was just, uh, uh, it was interesting to see that, and it was a blessing to see that the church had been maintained, number one. The structure of it was maintained, the painting, the aesthetics, it looked good. Uh, the pews were full. Uh, the place is clean. Uh, the people are excited to be there, to go to church there. And uh, Pedro and Alita have done a, a good job in that community, in that neighborhood, um, gathering people around and, and uh, uh, pastoring to them. Absolutely. You know, they're not just preaching, they're pastoring. Absolutely. And, Steve, when we were there together, I think it was February or March of this year, when we were discussing um, the building that's going to be built on the lot beside Aquaviva, you brought up a name of, of uh, somebody that you thought the building should be named after. <laughs> and you said um, you felt like that it would be wonderful if we could name it the Hibbs Ministry Center. Again, help us know um, the significance of what Johnny and Teresa Hibbs did for that work, not only in um, Mexico, but in El Paso, moving over into Mexico. Well, anybody that knows Johnny remembers that he is a a go-getter. Yes. He he doesn't just talk about it, didn't just talk about it. He got it done. And even if his health was not to what it should have been, that didn't slow him down. 
Right. And he and Teresa ministered to those people. They loved on those people, and uh, they got it done. And that's just the bottom line. I know, was, I know Teresa real well. I'm surprised. You, you're saying she hugged a lot of people there? Is that right? That's my favorite, <laughs> my favorite memory of Teresa. Yes, absolutely. Is a, she is a, Johnny was a good guy and did a tremendous work. But Teresa's a sweet lady. Yes, absolutely. Of course, um, Johnny um, got his graduation papers to heaven a couple years back um, during COVID, because of COVID, and Teresa continues to be faithful in ministry. Actually, she's a new uh, regional coordinator for women's ministry now, and so she just continues to uh, to do what she can do. And so I remember when we were there eating, and we called her on the phone and talked to her about that, and she was just uh, overwhelmed by that. But I... I think it's great when we as General Baptists can honor those people who have been giants for us. And Johnny and Teresa Hibbs are those people. And so we are going to call it the uh, the Hibbs Ministry Center. Our Ed Stevens offering this year um, will go for, for the construction there. Our goal is to raise $75,000 this year toward that project. We do have some monies in place now. But um, Steve, tell us, tell us what um, what's going to be the goal of that building next? Is it just going to be another building just to sit there? What's going to be the goal of that of the Hibbs Ministry building there, um, adjoining Aquaviva Church? That's the beauty of this. It's not just going to be a vocational school. That's kind of what it started out to be. But we need to make sure it has a more than one purpose. Um, it is going to be a vocational school, but it's also going to be a community building where we can, where we can uh, feed feed people or give food away, give clothing away, whatever the community needs. This building is going to be forty by sixty, and it's going to be constructed in such a way that that it's going to be an outreach to the people who live in Juarez. And specifically in that neighborhood, but we we have another church or two now, now, and they will come in there also and take part in this and use this building too. It's going to have a couple of classrooms, but it's also going to have a nice kitchen and eating area where we can feed children or feed adults, um, have Sunday dinners on the ground. I mean, there's just we're going to have a playground. We're going to have some playground equipment. And uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be a used facility. And I, th- I think every time I go to uh, to Warris, a number of our international fields, it's like I'm going back in town in time because in the states before um, years back, the church was the center of the community of activity. In a number of our other locations internationally, it's it's almost like it is that way. And like um, Aqua Viva is a light there in that community. And this building's going to be built. Um, yes, um, there are going to be times of devotion and prayer. Um, we're going to share the gospel. But I think what I'm excited about, too, is we're going to live the gospel there. Um, you know, there's an old song that says, don't tell them Jesus loves them till you're ready to love them, too. And so we're going to feed people because that's what Jesus did. We're going to clothe people because exactly that's what right. Jesus did. We're going to we're going to train people so that they can provide for their families. I don't want people to think that um, Aquaviva Church, for example, is expecting us to just ride in and do all the work. They're going to work right alongside of us. Um, you said they've they've kept the building up that, that we yep. that we helped them with, and so it's it's walking alongside our our 
um, Hispanic brothers and sisters, and I think that that excites me there as well. Um, Steve, I know that um, Jack Boyer has been down with you already to help lay out some things. And so um, what types of people um, need to come and participate on mission trips to make this building a reality? People that have a heart for other people. Yeah. Um, naturally, we need a few people that have some skills. We need a, somebody who could help lay out. The, we have the footings laid out. Help dig and pull the footings and make sure they're level. We need somebody who has a little bit of experience laying blocks. Concrete people who have any experience in, in concrete work. Uh, but we probably need more people that have a willingness to go and share the gospel and be an example. Um, and you might even you might even be at the age that well I'm you might think well I'm past the age of doing concrete work, but you could share your knowledge and your experience sure. with a younger person right. and explain to them, give them the experience of here's how you do that. And you could be a coach to them as to help them acquire a new skill. And it doesn't have to be the skill level that we see in the United States. It doesn't have to meet expert criteria. Uh, yeah, we want it to be a nice building. We want it to be level. We want it to be straight walls. We want it to look good. But the Lord will always provide. You put a team together, yeah, right. and you're going to have the right people on that right. team. And that's 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 part of the fun part of mission work to me is is looking and see how even groups from different parts of the country, when they come together to do a job, you have people there that know how to do it. And so that's you know that's men women we could do a multiple things while we're doing construction. We could even do vacation Bible school. We could do painting on the existing church. Right. So we could use men, women, boys, girls. Um, we've got a good place to stay. Yes. We have found an orphanage there that is on. In Juarez, yeah. Yeah, in Juarez. The, the difficult part about going to Juarez has always been crossing the border. It takes a couple hours to go and to come home every day, and you lose a big part of your working day. But over the years, we've developed a relationship with an orphanage there that is Behind a, behind a fence, it's on about probably five acres. Uh, they cater to youth groups all summer long that stay there. They have dormitories. They have kitchen. It's a safe facility. It's a clean facility. And if teams want to stay there, we can stay there. And so it's uh, that just adds to the ministry there because you're ministering to kids at an orphanage in the afternoons and the evenings, and which is just a Kind of icing on the cake to Absolutely. me. Absolutely. And it's about five to ten minutes from Aquaviva Church, yeah, isn't it? very close. Very close. And again, just to echo what Steve said, we I mean, we can be flexible as far as Mission 1. If, if teams want to stay in the States, um, you would have to understand that the cost is going to go up substantially. Um, even eating meals, it's amazing to me how much cheaper um, it was there in, in Juarez. But again, to echo what, what Steve has said, no matter what your skill set, there's a place for you to be involved in, in, in mission work. And um, the miracle earlier this year, Steve, is you from southeast Missouri was able to work with Daryl Miller from Arkansas. So even Missouri and Arkansas can work together, can't you? Well, that was, uh, 
Oh, it's just another blessing. That's all. <laughs> and I appreciate Daryl and some people from the Truman Church that have already indicated some interest in, in going and participating with us as well. And so, again, um, we want you to pray for this project. Obviously, more than anything, we want you to pray that the Hibbs Ministry Center becomes a reality, not just for the sake of honoring Johnny and Teresa, but for the sake of the ministry at Aquaviva Church and the areas surrounding that church. And I think that we have a responsibility to come alongside our brothers and sisters and help them. And so pray for that. You might need to go on a mission trip. Um, be ready for it to change you forever whenever you get out of your comfort zone. Um, Steve and, and Johnny Hibbs met with uh, the group that I went with for my first mission trip. So I've known Steve for a number of years. And, and Steve and Johnny said, be prepared. You're never going to be the same. And here I am all these years later. Um, recruiting people to go on, on teams. And so it's just a, just a wonderful thing. But also don't forget about the Ed Stevens. Um, Ed Stevens Day is um, September 17th. You could um, do a collection at your church on that date or another day if you'd want. But it's in honor of Ed Stevens, our, our first missionary who, who died on the field off Saipan. And so for a number of years, General Baptist Ministries, we've, we say we believe Jesus Christ tasted death for everyone. But when you go on these trips, your everyone gets expanded. Your world gets expanded. And so we, we know that there's, there's all types of uh, beliefs about do you help this person, do you not help this person. But Steve, I got to believe that when we see others through Jesus' eyes, through God's eyes, then we're going we're gonna to help everyone we can. And, I, and I, I think, of again, of people like Pedro and Alita who have been faithful when many of us, myself included, may have said, well, God's just closed that door to Mexico because of the cartel, so we're just going to move out. But Pedro and Lita said, no, God's called us to go. And so here we are um, 13 years later building, expanding a facility because of the faithfulness of Pedro and Alita. And so I'm just, I'm just excited to come alongside them as well. Um, Steve, anything else that you feel like you need to say that, that we've well, not talked about? I'd like to mention one thing that Johnny and Teresa started in in Juarez was every year they had a medical tune. Mm -hmm. And at one time, it was a group from uh, um, from Wisconsin. They came every February. It was a group of nurses and nurse practitioners and uh, physical therapists. And they would treat, in four days, five days, they would treat hundreds of people. Since the cartel came in several years ago and, and we had to stop that work, we've not had another medical team mm -hmm. in there. And to me, that's probably one of the most critical things or one of the most important things, yes. and it's one of the most easy ways to reach people because they come for medicine, they come for medical help, but when they come, they, they, they hear about Jesus before they get the medical help. Mm -hmm. And uh, that is, it's to me, it's probably the easiest, most captive audience we can have is to take a medical team in there. Yeah. And uh, one of the biggest blessings there is. Yeah. And uh, another thing that, that has always stuck in my mind was one time, Heather Pritchett, she, uh, she did the work in Chihuahua City and Juarez, but she did a tremendous job in, in, uh, in Chihuahua City. And we were there one time building onto the church, and one afternoon, we just took cold bottles of water, 
And for some reason, this, this hit home to me because we were walking these old dusty roads, had a soccer ball, hmm. and we had a case of ice water. And we'd go down, and the ice water had a label on it for the church. So we could give these folks, they might have been working in their yard or working in a cotton field, uh, laying block. We'd give them a bottle of water and invite them to church. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and the kids will stop and play soccer in the road. And I thought, you know, I look back at we probably had eight or ten people, and I thought, you know, this is what Jesus yes, would do. The living water. You know, yeah, right. and uh, it wasn't expensive. Right, right. It didn't take any skill level. We just handed out water yeah. and tell them about Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's all it's all about. That's right, that's right, absolutely. So again, I want to challenge the people that are listening. Pray about going on a trip to Juarez, Mexico. Um, the cost is... Um, is negotiable, not a negotiable. It, it's, um, it depends on if you, with going to Juarez, um, you could drive to El Paso, the orphanage where we stay, we could come um, and, and take you to the orphanage. Um, you can't get there from here. It, it takes a long time to get there, doesn't it, Steve? But, but you could drive to Juarez. If you do, then obviously that's going to save on the airfare. But um, the, the, the cost, if you would drive and stay at the orphanage is probably around six hundred dollars, um, maybe seven hundred. If you stay in the states, it's seven to eight hundred. Depends on um, lodging. If you fly, it's going to be in the, um, twelve to thirteen hundred dollars total. And so it's still very doable. So I think there are some people listening that need to go. I think there are some people that can't go, but they can pray. And they can give. And I'm excited that the Ed Stevens offering again this year on September 17th will be going for that project there. But Steve, what I'm even more excited about is for 10, 15, 20 years from now, for people to go to Mexico and see Aquaviva Church and see the Hibbs Ministry Center and hear stories and see stories of people that were starving to be fed physically for people to be clothed, for people to receive training so they can provide for their families, for medical clinics to take place there, for needs to be met because people were faithful. God just calls us, calls us to be faithful, doesn't he, Steve? And so we're simply to do what we're called to do. Um, speaking on behalf of, of, of Mark Powell, our Vice President for Global Missions, we're excited that that uh, Steve's participating with us. It, it was fun going with you, Steve, to El Paso and to Juarez. And it was like a kid coming back home and seeing Juarez through your eyes. And so we're excited that you're going to help uh, coordinate the teams with us, go on as many teams as possible with us. And so, again, um, I'd like to challenge everyone to pray about not if but how you can be involved with our project there in Juarez, Mexico. Um, pray for us more than anything else. Pray that God will call the right people to go on the teams there even maybe calling some people to become missionaries to Mexico. Um, And then also call people to give out the abundance of the blessings that that God's given to us. But Steve, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. And we're we're excited about what's going to be happening there in Juarez. And thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you use, and please leave a comment. Thank you. Go be a blessing to others. Remember, Jesus called us to love God, love others. Have a blessed day. 